Welcome back, everybody, to We Are TPM with myself, Kyle Teixeira. Sitting all the way over there is John Teixeira. And this week, we have Aaron Coates with us. We are going to be discussing what is cost segregation. And Aaron here is a specializer in financial business and tax services uh, with FBKS, his company. Um, if you like anything you hear today, anything he talks about, go to youshouldtrythisguy.com. If you like anything uh, we all talk about or want to give us a call, give us a call 817-818-9039 or shoot us an email at showmethemoney at wertpm.com. Now let's get into it. Thank you for coming, Aaron. Absolutely. Thanks, guys, for inviting me. Hey, first, I have to point out that sh- that you should try this guy.com is an actual website as opposed to the word specializer. <laughs> I did mess that up, didn't I? <laughs> Specializes in correctly saying things, correctly doing taxes. That is one correctly. of the coolest website names I've ever heard right there. You should try this guy.com. Like, and you're gonna remember it because you're like, man, what was that name? And yeah, I should probably try it's that. It's like guy. show me the money, right? Yeah. Show me that. That's what we try to get out of show me the money. <laughs> Is uh, there a story behind the website before we get into cost segregation? Uh, story behind the website is. Uh, my marketing guy was trying to think outside the box and outside the box he thought because he's like, you're not like everybody else. So <laughs> let's do something different. And their game. And you should try this guy. You should try this guy. Uh-huh. .com. I love it. So <laughs> it, you should try this guy uh, w- because he knows a lot about cost segregation, for Kyle, one. Have we so, ever tried this guy? Yes, we we have tried. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you got me a, a loss for words. That's pretty rare. Occurrence. I'm just trying to set up some backstory here that we have actually tried this guy. Yes, so Aaron, Aaron does do a lot of business and tax strategy planning for us and in our business. He helps us with our financials, our knowledge, business knowledge, and our uh, tax services. So. Keeps keeps us on point. Keeps us away from you know the IRS police or whatever those guys are. And I was trying to get FBKS there down. I think I got it. Financial business knowledge services. Something yeah, business, solutions, okay, but yeah. solutions. Okay. <laughs> all right, all en- enough about Aaron. What's cost segregation? <laughs> all right. <laughs> Do you want to introduce yourself? Just... Uh, uh, I don't know if I need to after all of that, but that's okay. There you go. Um, so, cost segregation is a study for rental properties or investment properties. Uh, what it is is that they, uh, you have your your structure of the building, which is considered your cost. So when you purchase a building, you purchase the whole thing together. So the structure of the building is pretty much what we want to move everything away from. We want to take it into a different uh, depreciable uh, depreciable class mm-hmm. as far as taxes go, because we want to be able to give you more expenses. That's a, a tax expense early rather than having it ex- – over 27 and a half or 39 years for residential or commercial properties. So Aaron, let me ask you, I'm going to play, I'm going to play the dumb guy here. Okay. Okay. So for all the people out there not smart enough to understand this stuff (laughs) while you and Kyle nerd out on it over here, I'm going to be the dumb guy. Okay. So if we back this up a little bit, I do understand depreciation a little bit, right? So some people may not understand depreciation, especially if they've just bought their first rental property, right? They probably have no idea what you're talking about. They just, they're a W2 employee and their taxes, they do their taxes on TurboTax and 
and stuff like depreciation is not part of their lives. Yep. So let's back up a little bit and explain that because I think that'll help set up what cost segregation is a little bit, don't you? Absolutely. Uh, so depreciation in the eyes of the IRS is a uh, it's a tax deduction for you. It's not in an actual cash value, or it doesn't like it's not cash that's taken out. It is a tax deduction, which means that hey, I could make $12,000 of rental income, take out $4,000 of property tax, $2,000 of utilities or whatever else is going on, and I have $6,000 left. So that would be considered your net income. Well, you could have a rental property that's $250,000, take that over 27 and a half years as the depreciation that the IRS gives you. Well, you now have zero income based off of taking that deduction. Okay. So that depreciation is, you said 27 and a half years or 29 and a half years? 27 and a half years on a residential property. So it's my understanding that on any asset, business asset that I have, Mm -hmm. I can depreciate it over whatever period of time I want to up to that amount. Is that correct? That is not actually, because if it's a property, you have, it's 27 and a half years. Okay. There is no, there is no ifs, ands, or buts about it unless you do the cost segregation study. Okay. All right. So taking it back to your question about just simplifying depreciation is what you were trying to do, I guess. So like if you're a business owner, you buy a laptop for your business purposes, you basically write that all off, right? Mm -hmm. So you spend $3,000 on a laptop, it's $3,000 less income that year. Yeah. Those are items you can depreciate all in one year. So it's just a simple example for depreciation. <laughs> so let's make it more complicated. So in, in the past, I've depreciated things like um, um, like goodwill. You know, like if I'm buying a list of customers from somebody yep. or a bi- buying a business, I've depreciated that over a period of time instead of being taxed on that all at one time, right? It's basically kind of like deferring it and spreading it out a little bit is kind of the way I think of it. Yeah, the uh, what you want to do though is you want to be able to get it as as fast as possible. You don't want it to be actually like you don't want to take the whole time because goodwill that's something that's going to be over fifteen years. Right. We want that to be as little as possible. Right. Because we actually want you to be able to take expenses or take the the expenses faster. And, and I assume that's where cost segregation comes in, right? Absolutely. All right, go for it. Why, why are we doing it? <laughs> so cost segregation is when you purchase that property, you have multiple parts of it. So you have on the outside, you have the concrete for the driveway. You have the concrete for the walkway. You have the windows, the siding. The walls. The walls. Uh, well, hold on. We'll get there. He's talking about the pieces right now of your property. <laughs> I was just going to start dancing. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, what what happens is that we're able to take those and we're able to separate those out from the purchase price of it. And we're actually able to take that into a faster depreciation schedule, uh, which in 2023, we're able to take 80% of that total and fully take that amount and fully take 80% of it against your income okay. in 2023. Okay. All right. So you're going to add up the cost of the flooring and the windows and all this stuff that can be removed or added to a property, you know, 
Yes. And, and treat it as an item. Treat it individually as items like that laptop for your business. That window mm-hmm. is for your business. And take it out of the purchase price, essentially. Yeah. 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 You have everything, like as you said, the flooring. Uh, you also, I've seen some uh, lodges up in Broken Bow that actually have wood, uh, like in, on the inside, the wood interior. Mm-hmm. And so we're able to take that. Because it's not just a blank wall. Mm-hmm. Because blank walls, you, those are just a part of it. But because it's an additional add to it, we're able to take that apart and be able to say that's a, we're separating that out in the segregation. Mm-hmm. Everything that doesn't make it a blank slate yes. proper building property. Right? Yep. So. so if I was to summarize that, <laughs> instead of instead of looking at the property as a whole, I'm segregating all the pieces and parts of the property and coming up with a cost for each piece and part to improve my my tax deduction. Correct. There we go. To be clear, this is all for tax purposes, right? It is all for tax purposes. We're not actually physically going there and taking apart the property, no. right? Okay. <laughs> no, this is all this is all for tax purposes. I love it. Love it. So probably the biggest question here that I want to get into is who does it benefit? Like why why are we talking about this? In what scenario does it benefit somebody? I mean, I know the answer, but I'm going to let you give it. So. Yeah, so anybody who owns a rental property. What? Nothing. Sorry. <laughs> My bad. Anybody who owns a rental property or owns a uh, a commercial building as well, actually, mm-hmm. anybody who has those two assets a part of their wealth, they're able to actually do a cost segregation study on it and be able to make it be a faster depreciation schedule Mm -hmm. and have faster depreciation on certain aspects of it. Okay. So, and this, this can offset, uh, I know there's two, probably might be two answers here, but if I'm a business owner, have a whole separate business that made a hundred thousand this year, this can offset that income. Is there certain scenarios that can offset the income? Um, Is that one of the reasons I do it? Yeah, so one of the parts of it is we want to make sure that we have, uh, like, you're you're a business owner and you're going and you're getting a rental property. Mm -hmm. Being able to offset that, we want to make sure that you're considered a real estate professional. Mm -hmm. Uh, By doing that, we have multiple ways of being able to make sure that happens. But we also need to make sure that they're able to offset that money, and that's how we have to do it. We have to make sure that we have that aspect of everything. Yeah, yeah. And, and we talk a lot about short-term rentals on this podcast. So and this is one area that I brought up, didn't want to dive into because I wasn't like you sitting here. Um, <laughs> but just to keep this simple, the requirements of that real estate professional are different for short-term rentals, correct? Yes, they yeah. are. They are 14 days, if I'm not mistaken. 14? Yep. 7 or 14, one of the yeah, two. One, so. Yeah, yeah. Somewhere around that number. <laughs> so if you want to go spend seven or 14 days, whichever one it is, uh, in your property um, upgrading it from the beach or whatever. That no. makes you a real estate professional? <laughs> that makes you a real estate professional in your short term. You know, if we're not careful someday, that's all it's going to take to become a real estate professional. <laughs> <laughs> the way things are going. Well, this is only in the eyes of the IRS. I got yes, you. This, so this is just the eyes of the IRS. I understand. All right. So if you, go, if you have a dental office or something and you have a bunch of income you want to offset, you may be able to classify yourself as a real estate professional easier by buying a short-term rental, 
Is this why doctors constantly call me and tell me that my CPA told me I need to buy something? Yes. Yes. I mean, I get that all the time. Spending money saves you money. Yes. It's crazy. Well, spending money on real estate saves you money on taxes. Got it. Got it. I did know that already. (laughs) (laughs) So we kind of jumped into the why do a cost segregation study. Um, What? I bet you some of these examples that he brought are going to help enlighten us on what exactly, like, really why you're going to do it, right? Like, if we can, like, r- like really see what kind of impact it has to your bottom line and to your tax bill, I think that's really where it's going to be eye-opening, right? Yeah, I mean, we, and we, we, we kind of tailored that towards business owners with our answer, but really big portfolio investors can really benefit from this because you can do – Correct me if I'm wrong, but you can have like a big portfolio of income, even if you're not a real estate professional, and use this to offset other rental income. Yeah, you could also you could be a W two a high earning W two employee mm-hmm. and be able to go get a real estate property, go get a uh, you know get a rental, short term rental, whichever one. And by doing that, we're able to then offset that income, especially if they're doing management pieces of it Mm -hmm. to where you could be at a million dollars of income, but now because of a cost segregation study on a rental property, we could be looking at, you know, you're at 850, Mm -hmm. maybe a little bit less. All depends on the size that you purchase. And you're just talking about one property. I'm talking about one property. Yeah. I have people who have bought eight in a year. And then they do it the next year and then the next (laughs) year because for this exact reason, right? Yes. Um, we could talk more about that, but I think it's helpful to get into the examples, right? Just just because this makes a lot more sense once you see the numbers, and then we can kind of outline more of the why. Yeah, I, I, I hope your examples speak to pe- to both people, the person that's got maybe one rental, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe the person that's got a portfolio, right? Yeah, I did. Uh, I mostly ch- chose ones that are just one individual, but it's going to be one of yeah. those that, like, you have some really high purchase prices all the way down to, you know, we're looking at uh, $400,000 purchase prices. All right. So. Let's do it. Ultimately, they're they're going to give examples. Yeah. And they can kind of see, hey, this is how it's going to affect. It just multiplies <laughs> from there, right? If I have Absolutely. 10 of them, it's just going to be 10 times, 10 times greater the benefit, right? Yep. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, so the first example We have a house that's down in South Texas. They have a pool. Uh, This person has $120,000 of W-2 wages. They made about $25,000 in the rental. I'm going very simple numbers, by Mm -hmm. the way. Uh, And then they have a a business that made them $300,000. So in total, they had a taxable, well, not taxable, what's considered adjusted gross income, so total income, of $445,000. All right. After, you know, different things, the standard deduction, the whole QBI adjustment that goes into it, uh, their taxable income is $354,000 and they owe $74,000 in taxes. That's fun. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it totally is. People love writing those checks, right? Just to be clear, these are not any numbers that are related with us. No. I, want, I, want, I want that problem though. I want I want to have to write a seventy fourth. I remember the first time I wrote a five digit check. I was mad, and then I thought, you know what? I should. I'm I'm blessed. I'm blessed to to have made enough money that I have to write this check. 
Well, and reasons, uh, adding into the reasons to do this is uh, so you don't have to write these big checks, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. We'll let Aaron finish his example now. So. <laughs> okay. 74 grand. Okay, so I'm sweating it. I'm like, oh, man, I got to write IRS 74 grand. Yeah, oh, wait, I, I know Aaron. <laughs> I know Aaron. He's going to help me. Hey, Aaron. All right. So during the year, they purchased a property that was $40,000 or 400000 Sorry, not forty. Uh, so they purchased for four hundred thousand dollars. So that's the not the full purchase price. The full purchase price is five hundred and fifty. We have to take out land uh, value, okay. so that's why it's lower based off of that. Now, because of the pool and a few other aspects of the property, we are able to take fifty five percent of that and move it into completely different depreciation classes, which. That means that we get to take a $220,000 deduction on his income. Okay. All right. Which then brings his total income down to $225,000. Their taxable income is now $178,000. And wait, am I still writing a $74,000 check? Because I don't have much left. Nope. So now they're only writing a $30,000 check. Oh. I've done that before. <laughs> I've done that. I've done that one. But it has now saved them forty-four thousand dollars in taxes wow. on potentially a uh, what was it like five thousand dollar investment. So to do the study. So aside from this, Kyle and I talk about this all the time about why real estate helps you build wealth. That's the purpose of this podcast, right? So this guy did something to help him build wealth mm -hmm. and it and it ended up benefiting him $40,000 in this particular tax year. It's kind of just as a as a side benefit. It has yeah. nothing to do with the wealth building benefit that he's that I mean, there's probably people out there that do this just for this reason, right? Just to save, you know, they they get their they're like, oh crap, it's December 15th, I need to buy something, right? And they go buy something real fast. Right. <laughs> but I mean, but for the rest of us that are like the rest of us normal people that don't have like billion bazillion dollars, it's 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 good to see that there's there's tons of side benefits, tax benefits. Um, to, to this purchase. Oh, absolutely. Uh, this is an actual example, it sounds like. Yes. Yeah. And, nice. and, and now they have a property, too, that's going to appreciate value and build wealth as, as well. So This guy loves you, and he's buying another property next year, isn't he? <laughs> uh, I would not be surprised. <laughs> I mean, if I was him, I don't, I, I don't know why he wouldn't. <laughs> well, it already looks like, so if he did this, if, the, if he did two of these, right? If he mm -hmm. would have bought two of these, it would have brought, we'd be below. We'd owe the IRS nothing. Yeah, owe IRS nothing, and he would have a carry forward into the next year to offset income into the into the next year. Another thirteen thousand of offset income, you know, roughly based on yeah. what you gave. So, and that's so that that sounds like you're putting instead of giving the money to the IRS, you're putting it into down payments on these houses. Yep, it's just an investment instead of. Yeah, giving our government's a great investment. It's kind of <laughs> like the government is paying about half of my down payment That's is basically what it comes down to when you think of it that way. Not taking half of your down payment is more how I would phrase it. Well, right? no. Money would have <laughs> come out of my account and it would have went to the IRS. Instead, it went to the title company to purchase this. Sorry, I pulled away from the microphone. My bad, Steve. So then when this property... <laughs> I got excited there. I got really excited. <laughs> and then 10 years later, when this property is a million dollars, you do this again, you could... You could go use that money, that your capital gains money, and 
use it to buy five to cost seg out and well yeah but why <laughs> why would you why would you go and sell it if it's still making you money why sell it why not just go refinance do cash out and then just use that to go purchase more love it that was a trick question and you answered it correctly so <laughs> we'll keep you around now aaron yeah. since you answered correctly <laughs> oh okay <laughs> Love it. So, uh, so do you have other examples, or should we get into what what a cost segregation study is? No. So I got I got three more. If you're go if you for want it. To go this them. is fun. I'm I'm, right. I'm enjoying this more than I thought I would. I, I thought I thought my brain was going to explode, but <laughs> the next one's a vacation rental. All right, right? let's so, get it. Now I'm all in. Or vacation home. Yep. Okay. It's a vacation home in Georgia. Uh, so this person had two hundred thousand dollars of wages. They made twenty thousand dollars from the rental property only because they purchased it like mid year. Uh, but then they had a hundred thousand dollars coming in from other businesses. Now, with all that, their total income was one point two million dollars. Uh, tax a million dollars coming in from other businesses. Yeah, million dollars. <laughs> okay, and a million dollars coming in from other businesses. So. Overall, it comes down to where their taxable income is now $990,000. All right. So they owe $300,000. Ouch. It is very much ouch. (laughs) That's that's more than the other guy made. Oh, yes. (laughs) Now, but because of the income that they brought, that this person brought in, they were able to purchase a $2 million home. Okay. Because they qualified for one. Yeah. Yeah. They were able to, they were qualified, able to purchase that because of the money that they brought in, Mm -hmm. Um, which in my mind still blows my mind. (laughs) (laughs) So that that purchase price. Uh, But while going through it, it was a very high end house. Mm -hmm. So this house is very, uh, there's a a lot of pieces to it. There are a lot of pieces to it, very upgraded. Uh, It was actually kind of like a wood cabin. and because of all of this and the purchase price, we were now able to take 45% wow. into a segre- like segregate out into a faster mm-hmm. depreciation. Okay. All right. Which means that's $900,000. Okay. Of, of, depreci- of depreciation that got to be, front, yeah. that was able to be taken. Uh, with that, though, their taxable income or their total income is now 320 and their taxable income is 270 which now means that they only owe fifty three thousand hmm. dollars. You go which, from three hundred thousand to fifty three thousand because of one property. Which you write a lot happily because we're still talking about a five to five five figure check because the other one was a three figure or six, six figure, figure check. check. Yeah, yes. <laughs> and ouch. So they, so they've now saved eighty three percent by doing what? By buying a two million dollar property that's going to probably make them money and appreciate. It is a vacation home, so now they get to go on vacation uh-huh. with that two hundred fifty thousand they saved. Yep, in their house that is making them money. Oh, absolutely. I mean, why not? Right? That's the only question I have. It made me choke up. <laughs> <laughs> That was, uh, good, uh, that was a good segue there. I don't know. Uh, I don't know how, Steve, how well Steve did covering that up, but... <laughs> John's back. <laughs> oh. So, yeah. I mean, this they, they made 1.2. They paid 52 in taxes yep. at the end of this, right? Yep. Um, that's amazing. I mean, why not? I mean... 
We're just going to hire. You should call this guy. If you made 1.2, you should definitely call this guy because uh, segregated 45%. That's that's probably more than the average, though, right? These two first two examples. Uh, yeah, so you're probably going to be more in the anywhere from 15 to 30 is normal, is, is normal okay. uh, on a residential property. Percent? Percent. Yeah. Percent of the, uh, the, of the property's value, not including yep. land. Yep. Okay. And... So, so that's usually where it is as far as that. It all depends on what you purchase because you can have a lower end house that you purchase for a rental property. You're probably going to be more on that 15% line. If you uh, buy something that's more higher end, you could actually be looking, you know, because, you know, these last two examples, you could be looking at a whole lot higher percentage mm-hmm. just because of what you purchase. What's in it. Yeah. Yep. So one question that we haven't touched on that I thought was very interesting, and I even asked you when knowing about this, this doesn't have to be purchased in the year you're doing this whole cost segregation, correct? Like, No. Okay. So it could be one that you've purchased within the last 10 years. Within the last 10 years is usually where you can get the most benefit out of it. Because uh, your value would have been really low. that you. It's based on what you purchased it at. Right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yep. it's based so. on what you purchased it at. But even then, like if you purchase it, you know, 15 years, you've already moved out of that 15 year span of what some of the costs would go to. Okay. Uh, so usually we want to stick anywhere within five to 10 is still is okay. We're going to have a lot more of a deeper conversation around that uh, in comparison to if you purchase it last year, you can still do it before you file your tax return. And you can even target things specifically for this reason, sounds yep. like. Like, you, you know, you, you call this guy, he'll tell you this is one you'll probably get in this range. You know, obviously, it's, a, it's an in-depth study. You know, yes. you're not going to be able to give him an exact figure. But if you're trying to save 250000 in tax savings, they probably wouldn't have gone and bought a $500,000 house. They, they needed that $2 million property value. Absolutely. You know? So... And I'm sure that's partially why they targeted the $2 million property, right? Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> yes, one of the many. <laughs> one of the many reasons. Okay. So um, the W-2 wages is something I meant to ask you to just, just because we spoke on offsetting your business income or your income being real estate professional, that is separate from W-2 wages, right? You can offset W-2 wages yes. regardless of that that yes. designation okay i think that's important to note because yeah you can absolutely do that because there are some who they don't have a business uh, like we had talked about before those high the high earning w2 wagers uh who you know they're in sales or they're in you know they're a lot of lenders get paid w2 now at the new you that's know, sure the last 10 years with yep. the way they're structured so and they pay big tax bills. We know a couple of them are where I'm like, uh, yeah, you, you need to call this guy because that one hurt. That one hurt. So, okay. So we talk a lot about Airbnbs. I, I would be curious, most curious to hear about this this Airbnb you got on the list. Okay. Yeah. So there's a Airbnb that's up in Broken Bow uh, that they, the person in total, so their total income between W2 rental you know, their business and whatnot, they're making $368,000. Mm-hmm. It comes down to that their taxable income is now $290,000 and they're going to owe $57,000 in taxes. Still right. ouch. Yep, still ouch. Uh, <laughs> the crazy part is, is that up in Broken Bow right now, as you guys know, the property values are crazy high. Yep. 
And that ultimately helps. Like seven figures mostly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that helps those who purchase them who are trying to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that's going to allow them to be able to really take all those costs and be able to help them and help their bottom line. Pull it out. Yeah. Yep. Um, so their property value that they purchased, it was a million dollars. They were able to segregate out 35% of that. So easy math, that's 350. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, if you remember, our taxable income was $289,000 and their regular income was 368. Well, 350 minus 368, we're now looking at $18,000 of income. And that's not even taxable yet. That's right? not even taxable yeah. yet. That's just regular income. Okay. Well, even with the standard deduction, which is $25,000, we've now, we're at zero. We have zero income that needs to be considered tax for taxes. Mm-hmm. So now they have now saved their whole amount of taxes, which was $57,000 by purchasing, by purchasing this one property in Broken Bow. With a hundred percent tax savings, and that that number is not even including the tax savings that'll carry over into the next year, correct? Uh, that, the, well, it's still under the three sixty eight. So yeah, it's still under three sixty eight. So there are you're using a standard deduction, okay? Yeah. Well, so there's no there's no carryover on that one, just because of we had before the standard deduction, mm-hmm. there was still income, but still, I mean, zero. I'll write a check to the IRS for zero all day long. <laughs> You might even get them to write you a check, huh? <laughs> Take fit, and then you get fifty-seven thousand dollars that you were expecting to go pay out to the IRS, and uh, buy another one. Now you can go buy another one. That'd be like getting money if I didn't have to write the IRS a check. <laughs> that'd be like that'd be like getting a bonus. Well, I'm sure after this hundred thousand in W two wages, they're withholding something, right? So they might might be writing them a check. So. Yeah, they probably had some type of withholdings. That they will now be receiving all that money back. Why? Because they called this guy. <laughs> See, it's catchy. It was good. It was a good, uh, it was a good segue for your marketing guy. We'll agree. <laughs> that guy can help. Well, well, I already forgot the website. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> you got to call this guy. Um, you should. You should call this guy. Try this guy. You should try this guy. You yeah. should try this guy. Dot com. <laughs> got it. <laughs> I thought it was memorable. Apparently, it wasn't. <laughs> We'll, we'll go with the coughing fit. You should try okay. this, guys. Uh, <laughs> should, now, after this conversation, you should just say, why are you paying taxes.com? Like, why are you paying taxes.com? <laughs> so I guess this, this is a, this is probably, a <laughs> this is a common question uh, that people, I've heard people ask in recent years, but like, is this is the Trump method, right? This is, this is essentially why. So this is, so Trump did this, Grant Cardone has done this. Uh, Robert Kiyawaski has done this. If you guys don't know that rich dad, poor dad, mm-hmm. uh, there's plenty of high name people who they do this all day long. Yeah. This is what they do. And we're not talking about why Amazon doesn't pay taxes. This, this is why on your personal returns, these guys don't pay taxes. Yep. Right. Like, mm-hmm. cause they do this. This is why they constantly buy them. And in, in a real world example, this is one year and you're like, okay, well now I got the $1 million property. I didn't pay taxes this year. So this helped me this year, but then I go make 400,000 next year. So I'm just going to buy another property, right? It's, 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 
The tax is taxes are incentivizing me to continue to also grow my real estate portfolio, which also builds your wealth. Yes. Yes. Good job. As we have demonstrated over and over again, (laughs) every single week on this podcast. Well, and one of those that I've always, the way that I've looked at it is you get the money that you have from the tax savings. Okay. So the money that you're expecting to go pay out or money that you've already paid in. And now you're like, oh, I'm going to get this money back now because I don't have to worry about that. Mm -hmm. Um, What's going to happen is that the money that you also get from your rental property along with the money that you have now saved on your taxes, you can easily use that to, as you guys have said, go purchase another one and continue doing it. Because ultimately, the more you continue doing it, the more that you don't have to pay. You don't have to pay the IRS, and now you're making generational wealth. I so, love it. so let's let's make this simple too. What would this before the cost seg? What number did you use here for tax due? I guess the tax bracket amount. Yep, tax bracket. Okay, so you're saving that much at minimum. Yes. So I'll take that. So we talked a little bit about going back and doing some. So let's say I've got four or five properties, mm-hmm. and um, we're coming up on our. Our tax year right now, we're, well, we're in the coming up on preparing taxes for the last tax year, I guess. But, but okay, so I could take like maybe the oldest one I've got, right, and do that now and start working to the newest in order to take advantage of this for all of my properties, right? I mean, would, would that be the smart play? Uh, I would say if you have that many, it would be a conversation of for this one, we could get this much saving. This one, we could get this much saving. Let's take these two within this year so that way you don't owe any money as for taxes and let we can continue on the other ones for next year, like in for 2023 if we wanted to, uh, wait until 2024, whatever it is that we wanted to do with that. Got it. Well, and here's another one that I know is important for most people who are so good at planning ahead. Um, you Why'd only you have to me when own... you said that. No, I didn't. There was I swear a you looked somewhere. at me. There was a I swear somewhere. you looked right at me. You peered through my brain. <laughs> you only have to own this property by December 31st of correct. the tax year, correct? You do not the cost segregation study just needs to be done by the time you file. So wait a minute, correct. I could I could before I file on April 15th this year, I could do that cost segregation. <laughs> Yeah, I know you laughed. You laughed like I've ever uh, got it. April 15th. April 15th is that's normal people's deadline, right? So let's just say before that, when normally people do it, then um, I could do it before then and and take advantage of it right now. Absolutely. On my tax bill that I'm going to pay for 2022. Yes. And in 2022, the great part about it is that you're actually able to take 100% of the segregated costs and fully write it off, which is the great part about all these examples. That was all done in 2022. So they're able to take all of those and fully and hundred percent write it off for depreciation. 2023 is 80% because we're in a phase out of this special depreciation right now. Mm-hmm. Until, until we get somebody red back in there. Is that what that comes down to? I is don't this know. a red blue no. thing? Yeah. no. No, no. This is fully based off of the tax law and w- how everybody plays out. All right. <laughs> I can't. I, so ultimately, we, I would love for the hundred percent to continue going. I don't know what's going to take for that to happen, uh, but that's. But right now it's eighty, so it's twenty. It's hundred percent up through twenty twenty two. So if I had a property that I owned 
prior to 2022, I can get 100% from that. Yes. If, you buy it if I buy it this year, yeah. then I, I'm only going to get 80%. Correct. From something I buy this year. 80% in the first year. The remaining 20 still gets depreciated over like five years or something. Yeah. Still it's, better than 27. Yeah. It's going to be over five or 15. Just depends on what it, is. what it gets segregated into the cost. So is this slowly going away then? No. Okay. Because you still, once you have that separation or once we're done with this, uh, this additional depreciation, the bonus depreciation aspect of it, you're still then able to take everything at a five-year or a 15-year depreciation mm. instead of 27 and a half year. Mm. So the examples that we have now, these are, we're able to take 100% because of all that. Uh, it's not going to be, the savings aren't going to be as great when it comes down to it, but you're still going to have savings. It's still going to be significant. And you yes. can still yeah. do similar things. Like say instead you buy, it's it's over five years. Well, then you just buy five properties in that one year and it'll account for the next five versus, mm-hmm. you know, only accounting for that first year. So it's all about where it saves you, not, or when it saves you. Right. Yes. So that's, that's all. So let, let's, let's do a real world example again. April 15th, right? CPA reaches out to me with my tax bill. I see it. And I hear this podcast on April 14th and I'm like, well, crap, I don't want to pay that. So, and I bought a property last year, so they file an extension and they do this, right? That would, that would be ideal. Absolutely. You can definitely file the extension. We have up until October 15th, Mm -hmm. which is the extension due date. And so we have up until then to be able to do a cost segregation study on it. So you say, sell CPA, no file extension call this guy pay less money simple yes. right pretty okay. much <laughs> love it love it that's all my question save taxes before you tell people to file an extension people should know that they're still going to pay interest on the tax that they owe between april 15th and october people think that Actually, they could just file an extension and there's no penalty but there is a penalty and they should yeah, know that. backtrack all of that, and I'll just skip that part. <laughs> Let's just do it before tax April bill, 15th. Call Aaron, and then yeah, pay less. Then pay less money. Yeah, there you go. See <laughs> Bill. See Bill. Call Aaron. Pay less. See Bill. Call Aaron. See less. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a little bit, and then. <laughs> Dot com. <laughs> We're gonna get sued here. <laughs> We're gonna need a lot of URLs. Um, <laughs> So how long does this take? Like, I want to do this with you, okay? So back to the real-world example. I want to do this with you. I call you. You say, you know, I bought one last year, two years ago, whatever it is. How does that process go? So as soon as we're able to do start doing the study, so it's, as soon as we get all the information, uh, we have everything that we need to be able to perform the study, uh, we usually take anywhere up to two weeks. We try to go a whole lot faster than that, but we can't always promise it because you know we also do taxes so i got yeah <laughs> i got a few other things i got to do along with it uh but we take usually about two weeks once we get all the information okay sounds good and then then you get tax savings right so <laughs> yep what does what i guess don't have to tell us what your cost is what is the industry average What what is about what this would cost somebody uh so if you have a really like the Bigger property values, that one's going to be on a high end, $15,000. Low end, and this is all for residential, low end is going to be $3,000. That's the base. 
uh, if you're going commercial or multifamily, uh, those are usually going to be a base of 5,000 mm-hmm. uh, just because there's more that goes into it. Uh, and it can go, you know, just based off a of purchase price, anywhere up to $75,000. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Haven't gotten that high. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it sounds like that's minuscule into how much it keeps in your pocket is, yeah. is why I asked the question. Yes. It, if you're keeping $248,000 in your pocket. And you have to pay $15,000? To keep it in your pocket? Yeah. I mean, let me hit you're that. to somebody, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, if that exist, those odds exist in a casino, I'd be there all the time. So, Aaron, I think I'd rather pay you than the IRS. Yeah, I would hope. Sure. I would hope sure. that you would want to pay me. I'm pretty sure I'd rather pay you 15 grand than the IRS 100 or whatever yes. that is. Yep. I've, we've had that where they're like, well, why Why do we want, why? Like, what's the point? And we're like, do you not see the savings that you're about to get? And I guess I should clarify, we just used 15 grand a lot of times, and that does not mean that's what your cost no, would be. No. That was, kind of on the, that was kind of on the high end, right? That is, that so is the high people, end of the residential. I don't want people walking away from this thinking in the back of their mind that it costs 15 grand to do cost segregation. No. It really depends on the property. What, what would the average be? If I've got a single family home in Mansfield that costs three to $400,000, what would that home cost somebody? Uh, we're going to be... Sorry, I'm trying to do that in my head. <laughs> uh, we're probably, it's going to be anywhere from, I think it's like five to seven, maybe a little bit more, okay. right, right around there. But it's far less than what it saves you. Oh, so, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, especially if you have some of these higher amounts, it sounds like it becomes more and more worth it. Mm-hmm. So like, like what was that tax bill again? $301,000. So <laughs> down to fifty. <laughs> so, as an example, Steve has a property in San Diego that he's owned for like eighty-two years. <laughs> so, and I know he's not eighty-two, but he's owned it for that long. <laughs> so, because of that, he it really doesn't do him any good to do cost segregation on this. No, because if you're if you're over the twenty-seven and a half years, it's fully depreciated in the eyes of the IRS. Can't take anything, can't do anything with it. What if he never took depreciation on any of his tax returns? Oh, if he has never taken depreciation, I'm hoping that he will have a very long conversation with the CPA. <laughs> well, let's, let's, just, let's just pretend that <laughs> no, Steve didn't know any better and he's on TurboTax and he had no idea he had the ability to take depreciation. Would Those he people... be able to then do that? Yeah, because that's actually going to be a change in accounting method uh, with the IRS. Because we're going from no depreciation taken at all, now taking it, we have to do a whole change of it. But we could do the cost segregation with that to then show, hey, because we're changing this to now being this way, we are now actually going to depreciate it like it was supposed to so be. Steve, it's not all lost. You can still take your depreciation. <laughs> yeah and we were talking about this as far as this is a tax strategy this is something you help people with in real estate related that's why we have you on talking about it but it it uses some some tax things that like the depreciation and stuff that can be also be used in other areas so this this may just be one of many you know yeah possibly (laughs) no this is definitely uh this is definitely one of the many tax strategies that can happen 
especially if you are able to get into the real estate, uh, which is why you guys talk to John and Kyle, because that's what they do. Uh, <laughs> by yep. doing that, then you're able to, you know, we're able to start having a deeper conversation into what else can we do? Not just say, oh, we're only doing this one strategy. It's, okay, what other parts can we work on to bring that down even more? You know, it always comes down to knowing, you know, knowing, not knowing what you don't know, right? Mm -hmm. And having people around you that can help you. It's like none of us know everything there is to know, right? Like, oh, absolutely. Um, Mark Cuban and Donald Trump are farther along in all of this than any of us, right? I mean, that's why uh, – so – so, but you know what? I, I'm sitting here thinking that I remember when we asked you to come on and do this, we thought it was really important. This is an extremely valuable tool that people need to know about, right? Yes. And and I appreciate that you've presented it to us. I have to admit, I was so worried about getting <laughs> above everyone's head. And you have really done a great job of, of enlightening us and making us, um, just simplifying it and making us see that... There's a huge cost savings here, and it doesn't seem – it really doesn't seem that difficult. I mean, let's just say – let's say I'm in Virginia, mm -hmm. okay, and I don't feel comfortable calling Aaron and getting on you should try this guy.com. And what, what does that guy do? Like, how does he do cost segregation if he doesn't know Aaron? Well, there's – Many companies that you just go search and that they're able to go find one that maybe they feel more comfortable with, maybe one that's closer to them. Of course, the difference, uh, there's always going to be a difference in the cost. Uh, some people actually are always going to have to go out to their property. Other ones like us, we try our hardest to not have to go out to the property. We have tools that we're able to use to not do that. Uh, but at the same exact time, you have many, many, you know, firms are able to do this. Can you do it yourself? You can try, but you're probably not going to get as best, like the bigger savings as what you possibly could if you had somebody do it for you. Yep. That's usually the case, isn't it? Yep. Would you want to do it yourself? I don't. <laughs> I don't. There, I just ask the question because I know what people out there might be thinking while they're listening to us. Well, and there are there are some companies who – they say put in like 20 pieces of information and it, what it'll do is it'll come out with a conservative aggregate number based off of all the other properties that they've done and that they will say, okay, based off of everything else, we will then give you, here's your cost segregation study based off of what we've already done before. Mm -hmm. Got you. Just off and of the 20 pieces that. of information. Yep. and. It. Usually it still works, but you're probably also going to be more on the lower end of what your savings could be. Because they're going to be conservative because yes. they haven't actually yep, got it. Yep. Well, and one of the one of the who's here we didn't really mention at the beginning, but I, I've, I've actually talked to a lot of real estate professionals about like realtors, right? So commonly, uh, colleagues and, and people we know in the industry, they sell real estate, you know, for and make a huge income in the year, but they own no rental properties. They don't buy any rental properties themselves. They're the worst, worst managers of rental property too. Well, and worst investors <laughs> but sometimes, but this is a huge reason to do that. Cause you get the, you know, you get the, you're already a real estate professional. So you yep. get that designation. You can use this to offset all of your real estate commissions. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So. We don't have to, for people like that, we don't have to play around with, going and setting up a management company, going and doing like doing all these things to show that, Hey, 
they're actually being active within their real estate property, even though it's like, oh, hey, the property's here in this LLC and they're over here doing this. We don't have to do that whole now so, add a separate right. company into this. We only have to do a, oh, hey, they're, they're a real estate professional. Oh, they bought a rental property. I don't have to do anything else. Yeah, I don't, they don't have another have thing be... I have to worry about to be able to add into. And I bring that up because people might think they have to manage it themselves. They, they don't. They could. No, they don't. They just, they're already, they already are meeting enough of the criteria for a mm-hmm. real estate professional because that's based on like hours essentially, right? Yes. Not, not where it's at. Yes. So, yeah, I think that's huge for a lot of these realtors that don't want to go buy rental properties. So offset your incomes. <laughs> Aaron, they hate do, tax bills. <laughs> Aaron, how do I, I know we've talked, we've we've mentioned your website yep. over and over again. You should try this guy.com. If people have more questions, they want to look into doing this much more, besides just going to the website, how do they get a hold of you? Uh, so they could email me at Aaron, so A-A-R-O-N at you should try this guy.com, or they could call me. It's 817-717-3022. Uh, those are the two best ways to get. Is that the me. phone number I get where I get that really soft, cold yep. music where it, where it soothes <laughs> me and calms me down before you get me on the phone? Yes. Okay. All right. Got yes, it. that's the number. All right. Maybe you should pump him I up know before you start reading numbers or something to him because I think that calms him down a little too much. He puts me. He puts me to sleep before I get on the phone, and then I forget why I called him. I'm like, oh, hey, what's up, Aaron? <laughs> Then we quickly get back into it. It's okay. Yeah, yeah it's, it's all good. It's fine. I'm, I'm easily, I'm, I'm flexible. I love it. Um, thank you, Aaron, for coming on today and talking cost segregation with us and everything else we discussed. Yeah, extremely valuable. Absolutely. It. You guys are welcome. It's an inspiration to us all. <laughs> I'm ready to do some cost seg. Let's go. <laughs> all right. So if you guys want to get a hold of us, we will link you with Aaron or we can talk about any of these things, help you get some properties to cost seg. Uh, give us a call, 817-818-9039. Shoot us an email at money at wertpm.com. And uh, yeah, that's it. Thanks for tuning in. Peace out. Out.